What's going on, people? What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to the first episode of Dude Make Something. Dude Make Something Podcast. Yes. Or the long title. Dude Make Something. Stop adulting from killing your creativity. I'm your host, Jam Calpin, or Jamile Calpin, or Jamile Calway Pinckney, if you want my full name. I'm not going to give you my middle name because. It's not really necessary right now. <laughs> it's not really necessary. But yeah, I am Jam Calpin, the creator, I guess founder, CEO, whatever. Um, Calpin Creations, which is uh, an organization or company, is a business to help people create things, specifically audio entertainment. So podcasts, audiobooks, and music. So if you're doing any of the three, I'm here to help you. I'm here to serve you. But the whole point of this podcast, dude, make something, stop adulting from killing your creativity, is really to help black men to protect and cultivate their creativity so they can be healthier in their relationships, families, and community. Now, you're probably asking or wondering, why Why do I feel like, one, this topic is important, and two, who am I to be able to talk about this? Or you know, want to create something like this to go out to the interwebs. Well, let's start with the second question. Who am I? Well, I'm a black man. Let's start with that. I'm a black man. (laughs) I'm a black man that grew up in the DMV area. It's more specifically Hyattsville, Maryland. Um, I went to Northwestern High School. I went to the University of Maryland College Park. And I've had the opportunity, by God's grace, to be able to travel um, parts of the world, travel parts of the United States with my lovely and amazing wife, Alicia Renice. And um, I'm a creative, which sometimes I struggle to actually say or admit, but I am. I'm a creative person. I have been a creative individual for all of my life, which I think is interesting because I don't think my parents (laughs) really... um, I'm not going to say they didn't want that because obviously I think any good parents just want their children to be healthy, happy, and um, get to the place where they're, you know, able to take care of themselves and thrive in their own way. Growing up in Hyattsville, growing up in the DMV area, my parents were, um, I think they're creative in their own right, but I think they were more interested in athletics and things of that nature, and even maybe academics. And I didn't really excel at either of those. (laughs) Like, I think I had one one good year in middle school where I I got like a 4.0. But after that, it was pretty much downhill. I just, it didn't take, you know, being an athlete didn't take, being an academian didn't really take. And I don't say anything to say that I'm not intelligent. I definitely believe I'm intelligent. Uh, I'm an educated individual. But um, creativity and quote-unquote artsy kind of stuff, I always had a bent to. I I leaned more to those kind of things. For example, I'll have to look to see if I can find it. But for example, I, um, I enjoyed spending time recording myself on tape um, as a young child. This might have been elementary school or something like that but I had fun doing that 
I had fun recording myself, telling stories, talking about my imaginary friends. Oh man, it makes me sound like a weirdo, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I embrace it. I embrace it. Or at least I'm trying to. I'm trying to do better at embracing it. But yeah, I used to like making home videos, making my own versions of movies or whatever. I would do it with my action figures or I would create things with my friends. At some point, I got interested in music. So I was into production and making beats and rapping. Um, I'm sure at any point, every guy, especially in the DMV area, probably thought about it for a split second, for a moment. Thought about being a rapper. Maybe just for a moment. You know, just a slight thought. Doesn't mean it, it really, the idea fully blossomed or took root. But you thought about it. You thought about it. Anyways, I've always had creativity in me. And, um, and I always found a way to be creative, a way to make something, whether it was writing. I like poetry as well. Kind of goes hand in hand with the rapping thing. Whether it's writing, um, creating movies, making voices, acting, all kinds of stuff. I just like making things. I liked performing in some way or another. And I ultimately ended up developing relationships and friendships with other creatives that kind of kept it going, you know? And the thing is, like, sometimes the stuff that we do or the natural inclinations that we have, sometimes we ignore those things. We ignore them because it doesn't seem like the popular thing at the time. If everybody else is playing sports or watching and one mixtapes and stuff like that, but you're over there trying to figure out how you're going to make a cartoon or make it a movie with your action figures you don't really fit in right you know what i'm saying and so whether it's your community or culture that you're in that you're surrounded by or even you know the pressures of your parents like you know that's nice but can't really do anything with that like because a lot of people have believed for a very long time and probably still do that artists they starve you, you don't want you don't want to be a starving artist. No parent wants their child to be a starving artist. Because I think low key, yes, they care about the well being of their their child. Um, but they, I think, subconsciously, what they really don't want is to look like a failure. You don't want to look like a failure, and I can understand that. You know, because you pour out all these all this love and resources for your child. And you want them to be successful. But being an artist is kind of like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of cringy because I don't want to see my son or daughter starving because that means I have failed them. You know, and I, th I think that's really difficult a lot of times for parents. I mean, I, have, I'm, I haven't been blessed with that opportunity yet. Um, but I know it can be challenging. So for me, through high school and college, I had these dreams and aspirations of having a creative career. And not even like the way that people look at it now. Like I didn't the idea of being a content creator wasn't a wasn't a thing. Or like to be a YouTuber or a podcaster or whatever. None of that stuff was none of that stuff was real yet. <laughs> and then I think about it, none of that stuff was real. Um the the first thing I really wanted to do, I wanted to be a writer. Like I wanted to write novels and things like that, especially through through 
middle school into high school. And then eventually um, I had an interest in music and video games. I wanted, ideally, I wanted to go to the University of Southern California um, because at the time, they may still have it, but at the time they had like a video game course or program or something like that. But I didn't get in. (laughs) I didn't didn't get into USC, which I always wonder, like, what would have happened if I actually got in and went to that school? Where would I be now? What would be different about my life? But that's some alternate universe that I'll never know about. so like from there, I went, I, I ended up going to University of Maryland College Park. Um, I am a Terrapin, um, proudly. I don't have that much school of spirit, but I can at least, you know, own it <laughs> that I am a Terp. So from, from there in college, I continued to grow in my creative and artistic pursuits, but still not with, I guess, very very clear direction on how I would build this into a career. Because I think at the time I was really just continuing to try to learn and develop and understand this passion and skills and stuff. But somewhere around junior year, I started paying attention more to the real world. And that sounds kind of silly, kind of stupid, but but what I mean by that is I'm getting this much closer again by junior year getting into my, going into my senior year, I'm getting this much closer to actually being a legitimate adult. So I got to start thinking about a job. I got to start thinking about how can I impact my community as a whole and how can I be a good citizen um, in general and just be like a good adult, (laughs) you know? So really considering that stuff and thinking about this stuff and getting a better understanding of the highs and lows of this real world, you know, because unless you're really made aware of these things from a child going through like your adolescent phase. You may not be paying attention to a lot outside of yourself. Even just as an example, the area that you live in, you know, I lived in Heightsville, Maryland, and, you know, it's close to DC, but there's so much more in Maryland that you won't know about as a child until you get in your own car, until you're able to go somewhere else. Like your world is really what's up and down your street or where you can ride your bike to, you know? So getting ready to leave college and preparing for that, there's some weight to that. There's some perspective to that. And that started to set in heavy on me. And I think some other stuff that I started becoming aware of. And yes, I am a low-key, middle-key conspiracy theorist. So that probably didn't help either. (laughs) It started to be aware of the really trashy things that happen in this world and particularly the United States, but we'll save that for another discussion or probably a whole different podcast. As I'm transitioning out of college and getting into the real world, I'm still trying to hold on to my artistic pursuits. I'm still trying to hold on to my creativity because it's something I want to build. And honestly, it's something that I wanted to build for the glory of God. Um, I was very on fire and impassioned um, about Jesus Christ, about sharing the gospel, about, you know, glorifying him and serving others in the world. But around 2011, 2012, there started to be a, a turn and the creativity, it was holding on there, but I started to get overwhelmed. I guess I'm just being honest, being overwhelmed and 
doubting and fearing that, what if I really can't do anything with this? All the time and energy that I've been putting in, what if I really can't do anything with this? And what if creativity and artistry and all these things that I've, I've used to have fun, used as an outlet emotionally, mentally, what if it's really just a waste of time? What if it's not helping anybody? What if it's not helping me? What if it really is just a waste of time? And so that's something that I wrestled with starting at that point, really even up until today. But the thing is, throughout these years from then, 2012, I would say up to like 2019, I think is when, it, when I really faced it and was like, you know what? I kind of gave up on so much stuff that was a part of me for the sake of whether it's money, whether it's the sake of trying to quote unquote keep up with the Joneses and a lot of other fears and doubts, not believing in myself and not thinking that there's actually worth and value in me, but also worth and value in this creative creativity and artistry that God has placed in me, you know, for a reason. And that's something that I believe he has placed in all of us, particularly men, for a reason. Like he designed us to create things, to build things, you know, to produce things. That's what we're supposed to do. And if we don't make room for that, if we don't take time to actually put that in our lives, I think we start to sort shortchange ourselves. And that's really what I started to do. I started to be concerned about this and that and less about actually being who God has created me to be. And I think it started to have like serious bad effects on this, on me. Like I think it led to depression. It led to me not showing up more effectively in important relationships like my marriage and other things like that because I was becoming more of a empty shell of myself because I stopped making room for this creativity. I stopped making room for this artistry and I stopped believing in it. And it started taking a toll on my, my health, my mental health, and all of those things. And so, you know, kind of leads to the other question, why is it important to have this kind of podcast? Why is this topic even important? Because I think the black community is in a crisis. I think the black community is in a very, very hard place. And we know we've been in a hard place for the past 400 years, <laughs> you know? And, and I think this is just another aspect of it, like particularly mental health. And I think there is a connection to that with black men not embracing their creativity in a healthy, effective way so that they can be in a better place mentally, so that they can love themselves, love others, and take care of their community, influence their community. I think a lot of the creativity and the skills and the abilities that we have as black men have been co-opted in some way that keeps us from actually using those things in a healthy way, in a beneficial way for ourselves and for those around us, particularly in our community. Like, there's so many amazing things that black men can do, but I think oftentimes we're worried about the wrong things. and we're distracted and we're depressed, we are anxious, we're not well, and it's taking a toll on our community. It's taking a toll on us. And it, I think it has been for a while. And I want that to change because I believe we're worth it. I believe our communities are worth it. Our women are worth it. Our future children are worth it. You know, our people are worth it. And I think we need to 
grow, we need to heal, we need to get to a better place so that we can be and do what we're supposed to be and do as leaders. Black men are supposed to be leaders. They're supposed to protect, they're supposed to provide. And even if it's the slightest thing of taking an hour out of your day or some time out of your week so that you can have this creative release, so that you can be more whole, so that you can have a better headspace, so that you can continue to love and serve those around you, I think that's super important and it's super vital. And so why me? I'm a black man that's going through it. I think it's possible and it's something that's important for us to get to a better place. And why this podcast? Because the black community matters and then black men are a vital part to the success of that community. And we're in crisis right now and we need to get to a better place. So that's the hope. That's the idea to try to share my experiences, my thought, the things that I've learned, and being able to have conversations with other black men about how to improve this, how to grow this, so that we can, as a people, get better. Because it's important for our present and for our future. We need to heal. We need to get better. And sometimes the best way to do that, dude, make something. Thanks for listening to the first episode of Do Make Something, the Do Make Something podcast. Be releasing episodes every Tuesday, every Tuesday. Um, so be sure to subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen to it on YouTube. If you go to Calpin Creations, the YouTube channel, it'll be there. But thank you for checking out, checking out the show. And I hope that continue to build something and help and encourage our community and our people to grow. So thanks for listening and take some time to go make something. Peace.